Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. And a warm welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold, and I've got a special guest in studio. Dr. Marcus Bachman is in studio for the full hour. We're going to have our phone line open as well as the text line, because I think this hour is going to stimulate some thought if you are of anticipating the holidays coming up and you're struggling with the, your family and the family situation. You may want to get ready to make your call or to send me a text we're going to talk about what happened to my perfect family. Remember those days when you had this idea that you had a perfect family and now that's gone? And maybe you have to learn how to accept the family you have. That's the topic we're going to cover today. And I have a feeling some of you out there are already formulating your question. And if you want to come on the program and ask the question directly to Dr. Bachman, you can do that or you can send me a text. Either number works the same. 877-933-2484 is the number. Try that again. 877-933-2484. So we'll take 60 seconds and then bring on Marcus. Dad, I've decided to paint my room neon green. That's bold. Grandma, I think your cookie baking skills are slipping. Ooh, that's bolder. I know you might not agree with me, but God has changed my life and I'd love to tell you about him. That's boldest and the greatest change comes from the boldest moves. Welcome to Faith Radio, where you'll be equipped to boldly share your faith. And while hopefully others will change, it always changes you. Connecting faith to life, Faith Radio. Facing the future with confidence, because Jesus is our living hope. I have this hope in the depth of my God has been faithful to us for 70 years, and we know He will continue to give us hope and a future for many more. Faith Radio. We can and we will work it out. Dr. Marcus Bachman is in the studio. Awfully glad to have him back. He's a regular guest, and I always look forward to having him come in. He's president of Counseling Care and a clinical therapist in the Twin Cities for more than 20 years. He also is a fantastic speaker and a guy with a heart of gold. Marcus, welcome back. Always good to be here, Bill. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Now, when we talk about our family situations, it's like it seems like the holidays puts a big magnifying glass on our situations. You know, it's it's the time you... Everything feels bigger than usual, doesn't it? Uh, We do absolutely take a look at our families during this time of year more than any time. And some of us really look forward to it. And uh, some of us say, oh, boy, I need to get uh, a little bit more prepared here for what's in store for 
meeting with a family. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start with this whole idea that we believed in our heart or hoped in our heart that we had a really, really good family. I won't say perfect because not a lot of people say I have a perfect family, but a really near perfect family. And then what happened to it? We, we, we become surprised. I, I think, uh, people who, uh, uh, start off with uh, uh, one girl and then uh, have a child, a uh, second child, and have a second girl. And, you know, they realized in order to have that right family, we have to have a boy, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they have a third girl. And uh, and then the family that has one or two boys, they're waiting for the right family, and they're looking for that third one to be a girl. Mm-hmm. Ouch. And people look at Michelle and I, who have had five children, and they say... Do you guys not know how this works? Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cle- clearly you do know how it works, right? Yes. yes. Thank you very much, yes. Bill. You're welcome. Yes, yes, yes. So I, we're, I think people continuously, um, and the, the that whole comparison deal on Facebook gets us in so much trouble because not only do we take 10, 15, 20 pictures until the picture is right for our family. Mm-hmm. And the story has to match that perfect or that good-looking family picture. And it all becomes an illusion to many of us that kind of watch, oh, if we could only have what they have or did what they are doing here or we're just not like that. Mm -hmm. Comparison. Mm -hmm. All right, we have a caller already wanting to jump into the discussion. Uh, Carmen is calling in from Duluth, Minnesota. Carmen, thank you for calling. Hi. Hi. Thank you. You have a question for Marcus. Well, it's, I don't know if it's a question or a comment. It's just something that was on my mind before you mentioned that, so I thought I'd give you a call. My mother is turning 80 soon, and <clears throat> excuse me, she has the house where all of us gather, and there's about 20 of us now every year, and we help, um, but she is a Scrooge. She decorates she cooks, but she does it all very begrudgingly. She literally tells us she wishes she didn't have to do it. And it just really puts a damper on things, and it, it leads us all to go there hesitantly. Um, we help as much as we can, but I have made suggestions to make it easier for her. I've even asked if she could make it a loving endeavor, if she could look at it that way, try to approach it generally, but she gets very hostile. And I, I think it's something changing with her age. And I identify also with the pictures on Facebook and all that. And the family is portrayed very nicely. They all think we're really cool. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just not that way. And so I do relate to that. And just suggestions about what to do with mom, I guess, is, is my, my question. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Carmen, uh, I am a direct counselor, so here goes. Oh, good. <laughs> Don't go to your mother's for, for the holidays. Oh, my gosh, I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. You know, there, there there, are people in your family, you yourself, someone who would enjoy and give an attitude of this is, um, uh, you know, appreciative that we can have everybody here, and I enjoy uh, putting this together. So why not go, especially if it's as important as Thanksgiving or Christmas, why not go and arrange to be in a place that is of peace and um, appreciation. And, you know, your mother probably will not like that idea, but she doesn't like it regardless. And so if we can arrange to have the family in a a place of um, just a different setting, 
Boy, I, you know, I, I think it's worth a, it's an interesting experiment. It is. And are you suggesting we go to another family member's house or just a, a different location altogether, like a hotel or a community room or? Uh, I like the idea. The tradition is to have family, a Christmas or Thanksgiving with family. If someone's willing and has a right attitude about it, great. Uh, otherwise, it's nice to have a family meeting and let's just get it on the table or talk about it this Thanksgiving. Um, what would you like to have changed for for the, for next uh, holiday? You know, being intentional uh, means that we not only think about it, we talk about it, and as a family problem. That needs to be handled the same way. Let's get it on the table. Let's talk about it. And uh, there, not everyone's going to agree, but if you get overall a sense that, you know, having it this, this year, um, and it could be certainly at a community room, certainly, but someone has to take the lead. Someone has to communicate and follow through and be able to negotiate, mediate that. Uh, it just seems like... If year after year this isn't working and mom is griping about it, why would we keep doing it this way? Marcus, I will jump in and say maybe Carmen doesn't like conflict. Oh, Carmen, you want to answer that question statement? You couldn't be more right. I do. <laughs> oh, that was so, a, so, are you guys looking at me? That was a three-pointer <laughs> for me. That was all net. <laughs> All and, no and, backboard, and, no rim. That was all net. And here I am, the intuitive counselor. Uh, <laughs> but you see, that that's still quite all right, even though you may not want to have or you uh, stay away from conflict. This could be a great um, growing faith opportunity for you. I think you're right, and it's already softening my heart towards maybe just getting my sisters together with her and say, Mom, how can we do this differently for you? Yes, and don't expect your mother to have the answer. Oh, no, she's <laughs> us to do it. <laughs> I love it. No, thank you. I, I, I thank you for your answering, and I think that we've already got a direction set here. So thank you for Fantastic. taking my call. Thanks, Carmen. Thanks for being on the show. Another uh, smart listener jumped in and said, so why are you on Facebook if it's toxic? Remove yourself from the problem. It's pretty wise. <laughs> I think there's a lot to be said about that. I think a little bit of Facebook is okay, but ooh, too much. And especially when we understand uh, we feel after looking at Facebook after five minutes or an hour, how do you feel about yourself? That's a question to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Lots of questions coming in, Marcus. So uh, let me uh, just jump to break right now, and then it'll give us a chance to reset and let us know what your question is. You can call like Carmen did and speak to Marcus personally, or you can send me a text. You can, of course, remain anonymous. The number is 877-933-2484. We'll be right back. Back to the show. Dr. Marcus Bachman is in studio, and we're taking your questions. We're chatting about our families, because our families are certainly complicated, aren't they? And maybe you grew up thinking, I've got a great family, or maybe you even envisioned you would have a perfect family. And then you thought to yourself, what happened to my family? And, and you have to learn how to love the family you have. So that's what's on the table today. Let us know what your questions are or how Dr. Bachman can answer your concerns 
Here's a great question from Leanne. Um, how do I handle family members who won't let me forget past mistakes, even though I've grown so beyond that? I like the uh, power of that question because you can just tell she wants a different way of relating to her family and how her family relates to her. I think I would ask a question with a question there and say to that person who cannot forgive us or cannot stop bringing the past up, um, I would ask them, why are they asking, why do they keep asking that question? What What is it that is so important to you about my past that you need to have us talk about that? I know that sounds a little defensive, but I think that question should be asked with a question and surrounded with, I appreciate you, I love you, I want our relationship to be first and foremost, It seems to me when you bring my past, our relationship isn't in the front. My past is in the front. And that is that is uh, that that is sad for me. I think that honesty and that asking a question surrounded with bringing forth a relationship first may be um, cause that person to not go down that road as much. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It's wise. Once again, you are wise. You wise man, you. <laughs> we three kings. <laughs> I allow no singing on this show except Rebecca, just so you know. Thank you. She <clears throat> sings very well. She does. She sings she does. beautifully. Maybe she it's could like a canary in a tree. Car. Do you want to sing? <laughs> canary in a tree. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving right along, Bill. Let me clear my throat here. Here's a question. And of course, as we get um, into the topic of families, we get all kinds of questions that are coming in. So this is not necessarily relating to the holidays, but here's a situation where a gentleman says, my wife continues to go to an apostate church instead of following me and the kids to a real church. She says, I'm too conservative and doesn't want to worship with white old men, wants to worship at a church that accepts everyone no matter what. <laughs> well, there's a lot of discussion that has to go behind that. Uh, I, I, my sense is, uh, that's not as, um, obvious of a question as, as, as what the person is probably stating. Uh, I, I, I think that, um, you know, negotiation and, um, let me listen to what your reasoning is and I'll listen to your reasoning. This back and forth listening gift is so important. I think that there can be, uh, a church that two people who are, um, uh, desiring what's best in their lives can come to, and maybe that's doing a little visiting, but I think there's probably more to that question of uh, probably some difficulty in communicating, mm-hmm. understanding each other, and uh, I, 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 I just uh, would encourage, if that is not working, it's nice to have a negotiator, um, a mediator, a counselor, uh, talk about some deeper things between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there is obviously places where couples drift spiritually apart. Yeah. You know, it sounds like it, my guess would be, my observation looking at this would say, she doesn't want to go to a church that doesn't accept everyone no matter what. So we're not going to be at all judgmental towards sin. And if there's no sin in the church, then there's no need for Jesus in the church, Right. So yeah, I, you know, you're shaking your head. Why, yes, wise, which is a good thing. Wise man. Very no, I'm good. not trying to be yeah. wise. No, I, well, I think there is. I am trying to be wise. 
<laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Yes, I am. I want to be wise. I want to have discernment. But I, but I do think that that is a question between the two of them that will take time to um, uh, back and forth listening. And and uh, I, I, I'm always a little hesitant when uh, someone presents something in, in a vein that uh, seems to be quite black and white. I think there's maybe some something else there. Mm-hmm. Okay, just so you know, the question that was asked, uh, the response from the questionnaire was, I'm in tears. He read my heart perfectly. Isn't that beautiful? Hmm. Nice job. Uh, th- thank you, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. you're welcome. Another <laughs> listener chimed in with this, and I found this interesting given the age of this uh, listener. Oh, I lost it. Mm. Was that a young age or an old age? It's a younger age. Okay. Uh, my husband and I are in our 20s. We gave up all social media 1.5 years ago. Our family and friends took a couple months to get used to it, but now it's normal, and we recommend it to everyone. Even try taking a month off, even a week, a day. I couldn't agree more. I think, uh, you know, when we get into uh, those that believe in giving something up for Lent, giving something up for a sacred holiday, I think social media is a great place. Uh, What a wonderful way to start a summer off. And uh, like I said, now that we're entering into a holy season, a tremendous amount of cleansing, just like a fasting uh, for us spiritually regarding fasting from food and what that does for us spiritually, so can it be with social media. So I'm, I, I will just say a simple amen to that uh, young couple uh, having done it for a year and a half already. Mm-hmm. Here's a question from a listener. Um, I have an issue with my wife and I were married four years ago. She has two kids, 32 and 30. The 32-year-old and her husband have a three-year-old and a new six-week-old. When they come to the house, the three-year-old is belligerent toward me and even his grandmother if he doesn't get his way. His dad says he's only three, so he won't understand discipline. I say if you don't do it now, it'll be worse later. He also says that his dad was abusive, so he's not going to discipline his son. The real problem is that he has gone a lot and can't stand it if his son doesn't like him. Whoa, there's a lot of material there. I I think one of the things that would be a great conversation to have with the um, son whose father was abusive... Um, tell me more about that, because uh, there's a lot of material there. Not just because I'm a therapist, but because when you start identifying and having a person share their story, uh, my father was abusive. Whoa. Uh, that makes the whole three-year-old situation and the whole um, uh, empathy toward that uh, um, that man um, so much more of a connection, so much more relationally understanding each other. And uh, maybe then, you see, as you have that relationship build, because I care about you, I I can talk to you about um, probably more influential of the three-year-old really does need some Mm -hmm. discipline or does need to be, uh, there's another way. Yeah. Because we speak to each other in a way uh, that that makes an impact when we trust that person. Mm Mm-hmm. He did say that he went to counseling and is cured. So, he must have gone to you. 
<laughs> I don't think I'm going to stop laughing for a while. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, there's no such thing as cured. Okay. <laughs> Unless we're talking about ham yeah. now. But I, I, I think, uh, no, we, we will always need uh, not necessarily professional counseling. Right. But we will always need uh, counsel and an openness to... Um, uh, it, it's like grieving, Bill. I, I I don't think we finish on Friday because you know the weekend's coming here for uh, Saturday to be off of grief. Mm-hmm. It's it's a business of um, uh, good counsel, um, good listening, and change happens more um, over a lifetime. Marcus, how good are we at telling each other our stories, our life stories? I. I think some people are very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, some of us have difficulty um, feeling that our story is not worth telling. I love the line of everybody has a story and it's worth being heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we need to get used to understanding how where we came from and how our youth, childhood, I know I'm I'm talking like a therapist, but how valuable we understand our backdrop. And we need to be able to tell our story. The more we're able to tell our story, the more we're able to understand ourselves, each other, and uh, the the miraculous work that God has done and is doing in our lives. That's why fellowship, connection, relationship are key to changing our lives. So we need to be able to tell our story, Bill, in a way that says, this is who I am. Uh, this is not, not, not necessarily uh, a finished story because God is still at work. Mm-hmm. Marcus, do we have to m- mourn the loss of what we thought was going to be our perfect family? Oh. And it's not working out really the way we thought. And now we went, now we go, mm, this is really painful. And do we say, I'm going to fight to make this right again? Or do we accept some of the things that have happened and learn how to love the family we have. And no, Bill, you asked me loss. six questions I know, right there. And I'm so loading everything up because I'm getting close to break here. So <laughs> oh, maybe I'm just stacking questions oh, great, on you right great. now. No, I, I, I have, uh, I'm the youngest and uh, two brothers that have severe mental health issues. And, uh, quite a, quite a while ago, I realized the obvious. I, I, I never had and never will have a normal, um, healthy relationship with my brothers, but I can make it work. Uh, but it took some grieving and understanding the loss that I have, uh, had by never having, um, um, a, a, a good, uh, two way, uh, listening relationship with my brothers. Uh, so I, I had to give up some things, but I learned to accept that. And so as a youngest, I ended up playing the role of the oldest, responsible, taking care of them, and I will for the rest of my life. And that has really made a difference for me coming to that acceptance. Yeah. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, um, we have lots more with Dr. Marcus Bachman. If you have a question, we are talking about families today. Maybe you had a family you thought was going to be perfect and it didn't. So you have to learn to live with the family you have and accept some of the difficult things that come with it. Call or text. We'd love to hear from you. 877-933-2484. Again, the number is 877-933-2484. We'll be right back.
Awful glad to have Dr. Marcus Bachman in studio. We're open to hearing from you. As a matter of fact, we want to hear from you. Let us know uh, what your question or comment you would like to make. We're talking about loving the family you have. And as we come upon the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas just around the corner, maybe you have to learn how to accept the family you have. Maybe there's unforgiveness. Maybe there's awkward, difficult relationships that you don't know how to navigate yourself around. Let us know what it is we can do to help you today. We're open to taking your call or a text. Of course, you can remain anonymous. 877-933-2484 is the number. So, Marcus, maybe we can just go back to this learning to accept the family that we have because we always hope things are going to get better. Things could get worse. But how do we just lovingly accept where we're at at the time? I, I, I would like to kind of jump in with, I, I think it's pretty normal for us to uh, desire to have a supportive family. And I think that um, we, we, we often think, of all places, our family should be the one that we will be safe with, accepts us, and, and it should be that way, Bill. I, I agree. I, I just think that from a Christian uh, family perspective, uh, we should be able to have our limitations uh, and come into that family and be able to grow. And if we can't have that, that's where it becomes very hurtful, uh, where we can't trust our own family uh, because they're critical, because they don't accept us, because, you know, you haven't reached a high enough mark. Uh, I, I I think that's where um, the whole uh, question of, so so how do I come to grips with that if if I can't even feel safe? I I believe that God really speaks to us in in those those situations and says, "I am your father. I do accept you unconditionally. We need to learn the truth of his unconditional love." I know we say that, Bill, but in especially in the area of someone who has been damaged and hurt by their family. That's where the love of the Father um, is, is, is of utmost importance to accept. And then to find, maybe we need to find a different family. It happens to be in the church. And I wish I could say to you, uh, you're, you're going to meet no dysfunction in the church, but you will. So mm-hmm. you have to be very thoughtful mm-hmm. about who you choose as a friend or friends, who you choose as your other family. And then, uh, if that's put together, the love of Christ can change our lives and, and, and meet those places that have been bruised and hurt by our family of origin. All right. I've got a caller named Kim on the line. Kim, welcome to the show. You have a question for Marcus. Hi. Hi. Hi, Marcus. Hi, Kim. What's your question? Well, I have had a stepmother since I was seven. I'm 55 years old. She remarried my dad. Um, my mother had died at seven, so she remarried, or he remarried her. Well, so it's been, you know, she's been in our life for that many years, but she is a little crazy. I mean, growing up, she loved you, then she hated you, then she loved you, then she talked, then she brings up the past. And my thing is, you know, I've been trying to do the forgive and move on for myself, you know, forgive myself because it's only hurting me 
to not do that. Well, I'm not to that point yet. I keep trying. I've gone to people and said, you know, but I guess I'm not ready. I keep praying that, you know, God will help me when it's the right time. But my thing is, it's, you know, the holidays, which now, you know, I have a daughter that's 30. I have a couple grandkids. So it's amazing. In the last two years, like she tried to attack me a couple years ago and I haven't talked to her or my dad, and my dad isn't talking to me because he said that that's his wife, he has to stick with her, which is not right. But you know what? He made that choice. But we get together every, like, Christmas with my side of the family, which is my dad's side, which is huge. Well, the last two years I'm not going there because of the fact that I don't want the drama, and I don't want her being hurtful. I want peace. In the last two years, I mean, except for I feel sad about missing out on this, I am at peace. I mean, I'm with my daughter, grandkids, and it. I have, you know, the usual little bit of drama, but no, nothing. And I'm like, I just need to know because I want to see my family. It's, my family is huge, my dad's side, and I think it's unfair that I'm not going because of her, you know? Well, it, it it certainly does feel unfair, but what a testimony that you're giving to us, and what a reminder that that's a hard thing to do, is to step out of a tradition, out of a large family situation, and say, no, we're going to do Christmas, we're going to do it differently. And and like you're saying, it's it's actually it's working. It It is a loss, and it's different, uh, but it is working, and that's right. really, uh, Kim. You 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 you've made a decision, uh, and you've accepted. Uh, I'm I'm hearing overall you've accepted this change, and uh, you know you may just need to be affirmed for the fact that you made a wise choice. Um, I I said to the uh, caller, uh, one of our first calls, don't go to your mom's for Christmas then, or don't have her be the place where. It, it's at if it's going to be a poisonous uh, type of situation. You've made that yeah, decision. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. So, so yeah. Kim, Kim, I'm just, I'm just affirming for you. Listen, you're going to have some sadness because you're not with the large, this huge family. You know, large, huge families doesn't mean anything regarding being healthy. It just means you're gonna, you're gonna miss some of that, and that's perfectly. Uh, normal to feel. It's much better um, the choice that you've made by having smaller but healthier. Um, a little drama happens uh, almost all the time somewhere. Oh, in the last two years, yeah, it's been amazing. And <laughs> but I feel what if my dad dies? I don't know. And that's like another thing. It's like okay, so I don't know. It's just a lot of you know. But I am at peace. I mean, I'm peace. I've tried. And you can't make people come to you. You know, and like I said, my daughter and her family. And, yeah, it's no. amazing. You're, you you can only be in charge of your reaction. You can't be in charge of, of theirs. And I hear in your voice, Kim, freedom. You haven't used that word, but yeah. I, I, I hear in your voice freedom. Thank you for calling in. That That's uh, precious to hear your story. Thanks, Kim. Nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. No, we appreciate you. Make sure you get your home version of Afternoons with Bill Arnold, you know, for, 
for all the participants. All right, uh, so we get to our family events, Marcus, and you know we run into our loved ones who think they're always right, or they start pointing out little things that we do wrong, or um, they make a hurtful remark, remark or comment, and all of a sudden we're in the tank and we're not there six minutes, and I already want to leave. I'm not saying me personally. I'm just saying, I'm saying. This can happen so quickly, can it? Well, how do we minimize the damage? I, well, first of all, just understanding that we're in the tank that quickly, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, okay, I, I think we need to be observant. You know, I, I, I sometimes you'll you'll find me um, talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I, I think we have to be careful. Why why are we in the tank that quickly? You know, why are we allowing someone yeah. or a situation to affect us like we're we're 10 years old again? We might have walked into the front door feeling triggered already. Yes. And that's all it took and we were we were triggered. But we're but we're responsible for the fact that we are so on the edge ready to be triggered. So, uh, listen, I'm not minimizing um someone saying something to you sharply, unfairly, unkindly. What I'm saying is, I think we need to take inventory and say, why am I that on the edge, ready to be triggered? I'd want to ask that question first. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'd say, okay, um, have I put strength of boundaries? Do I know how to react? Do I know how to ask, answer a question? Or can I say a stupid statement with a question? I often will say to someone who has crossed a line with me, um, uh, "Why are you? Why are you asking me that question? Hmm. What? What? What is it that you feel like that's appropriate for you to ask me? Because you, you want to turn it around and ask them. They have some responsibility and how they're what they're saying to you. How they they, they may not they may may be so unhealthy they don't have a clue." That what they've just said to you, you know, you've gained 20 pounds. What? Why would you say that to me? Well, uh, it, 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 it's good to put them on the defense because the, the, the real question that you're asking or saying to them is, uh, that's not an appropriate way to speak to me. I, I will at times, because of who I'm married to, uh, people will say something like, uh, well, uh, Mrs. Bachman, uh, what's, uh, how, how's your life going? And I'll just slow I'll it. say that to you? Yeah. <laughs> You're not Mrs. Bachman. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and you know what I'm I do? I'm all confused over here. And, and I, I say to them, I, I look them in the eye and I say, let's have a redo. Mm. I'll, I'll give you another chance mm, like to redo that. that one. And I smile. I smile, and then I put my hand out. They get it right away, and they understand, oh, yeah, that was kind of a dumb thing for me to say. Hmm. Not always, though, Bill. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) All right, here's another question, Mrs. Bachman. Um, (laughs) Hey, Bill, could we try that again? Okay. Marcus, here we go. Dr. Bachman, here's a question. Um, This is kind of a little bit of a long one. My brother has some Christian qualities, but mostly he's kind of his old self. He... Constantly has to be in a rush, last minute. Nothing is his fault. Everything is in his way. He has to be loud and repetitive, angry, intimidating, nice to strangers at first if he needs to be, but always mean to his family. So Christmas with gifts, but never inward love. So there's some love and good in him, but mostly when it benefits him. 
How do I talk to him who tells people what to do and convince him to change and see Jesus and be more like him? How does someone with so much anger and fear and hate for others see his own life as temporary and making life more miserable for others, unfair and undeserved? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca, would you take that question? Uh, <laughs> She's happy to. Sure. I have all the answers. <laughs> you know, I... That that's a conversation that happens way before the holidays. I, I wouldn't wait on that one the week of the holidays. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't wait on that one the day of the holidays. If you have, I would make very limited conversation. Uh, not Not for the sake of avoiding, but because that would take a considerable amount of uh, conversations for that to resolve. And and again, I, I enter into, I, I need to make a relationship with you. I need to make sure that you know I'm listening, I care about you, and then I have a better opportunity, not guaranteed, but a, but a stronger opportunity to speak into your life mm-hmm. and, and tell them uh, what this is like on my end. Uh, you know, and, and I'm concerned about you, whether it's she's talking about the fear, the hate, the anger. Um, uh, this is the way, um, as, as a brother, you come across to me and, and I care about you. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in who you are. And, uh, again, uh, there's no guarantee that that will change, but you have a higher probability that that conversation way before the holidays will have, uh, an impact and an un, uh, a, a change happen. Mm-hmm. Let me take a little break. Dr. Marcus Bachman in studio. Questions or comments, let us know. You can call and ask the question live on the air, or you can send me a text and I can ask the question on your behalf. Of course, you can remain anonymous. Once again, if you just climbed into your car, we're having a discussion a discussion about our families that we thought were perfect and then turns out they're not, and then learning to accept the family you have. And there's lots of questions coming in at a rapid pace, Mar- Marcus, and we've got very little time left, so you're going to have to talk fast. I think I'd like to start um, with a caller. Uh, Dave is calling in from Blaine. Dave, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. You have a question for Marcus? Good, good. Yeah, um it's kind of a question. Um, I relate with the last gal who called in. My parents basically disown me. They don't like my wife. Um, she's never done anything to offend them. My mom just doesn't, uh, quote-unquote, like her as a person. And um, so anyway, it's it's really hard on the holidays. And I haven't I, – I used to be very close with my parents. Uh, now I talk to them maybe once a year. Um, you know, I'll send a happy birthday text or something. But um, – my my whole issue is it's been really tough because every time I reach out and try to talk, she'll attack me or she'll physically, not not physically, I'm sorry, but um, attack my wife about her physical appearance. And just, uh, she's a very hurt person, my mom, um, damaged. So anyway, 
my I get I get caught up in like wanting to reach out over and over again because I'm, I you know I get plagued with the thoughts of oh gosh what if they pass away what if I get the call and um, you know and so basically my my family now is my wife's family um, I keep in touch with my brothers and sister uh, occasionally but um, I, I guess I really really struggle and I I don't know if if it's, I know it's not healthy to keep reaching out, but I always sit there and think in my mind, what if, what if they change? What if they find, what if something changed in their heart where they would finally maybe realize their wrongs and, and, you know, they, I mean, it's to the point where they, I, I, they like my older two children, but I have two young ones with my wife, my now wife. Uh, okay. Okay. Dave, can I jump in here? Cause I th- if you ask too many questions, I will be lost. So, but I, I I appreciate your story because it's a it's a tough story, and I I want you to know that um, I, I I sense that you you've got some some false guilt about you know if your parents were to pass away, will you feel a certain way that you know what if what could have should have I I can only say that if you're you know, you've loved your parents, and you've you've done uh, what is necessary to respect and honor them. They have crossed a line, and they show no signs of changing. Your job as a husband is to protect your family, protect your wife. And um, if they're using verbal um, remarks about how she looks or that she's not acceptable, um, you, you're doing the right thing by keeping your distance, by saying something when, when you can and when it's appropriate. Uh, because what you are doing is, is God's principle of, of respecting and honoring and protecting your first your family first, uh, your 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 marriage, and your parents, uh, for whatever reason, uh, particularly your mother, has 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 decided um, to go a different route. So I I just I I applaud you for the protection aspect for the separation. Boy, you talk about uh, leaving and cleaving. You the, the, they made this a little easier for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but I think it's just you know, you cannot uh think in terms of well, what if they change? Well, if they change, I guess what? Dave, they'll come they'll come to you. They'll let you know. Uh it and I would be I would be very mindful that um you don't want to have false guilt over um, maybe what, what could be different in, in several years from now, but you weren't there to ask or to be a part of the, the change that you're hoping would be there. I'd, I'd be really careful of not uh, falling into that bucket. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you, Dave. Too. Thank you so much, guys. Love you guys. Love you too, Dave. Thank you so much. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. He's president of Counseling Care, and he's been a clinical therapist here in the Twin Cities for a long time, and he's uh, quite a resource. And you've got quite a team over at your practice. We have about 30 therapists. Uh, we have been at uh, Lake Elmo, Woodbury, and Burnsville uh, for the last 16 years. Nice. And I've been in the field for about 36 years. Nice. Okay, I have another, another caller on the line. And Susan is calling in from St. Paul. Hi, Susan. Hi. You have a question for Marcus. Yes, I do, um, Dr. Bachman. Um, I, I, 
am the eldest of five. I come from a, a dysfunctional family, meaning that my father was alcoholic. I personally don't drink. I don't like being around alcohol. Um, my question to you is my brother and sister-in-law, who are quite wealthy and they live up north, invited me up for Thanksgiving. They did last year, um, although they told me that I needed to stay at a um, a hotel down the road because they didn't they weren't finished with their home yet. <laughs> um, I did that. I, I had to pay extra money for it. I tried to be very appreciative. I feel like my sister-in-law is very controlling, constantly passing judgment upon me and my brother's side of the family. She invited me up again this year. I told her I'd think about it, but I would prefer to, um, I'd really like to, to volunteer at the Union Gospel Mission this year. Um, how do I diplomatically tell my sister-in-law, thank you, but no thank you? Well, I think Bill is going to say, his discernment is going to be, are you a person that avoids conflict? And I would say, <laughs> I would say, first of all, have you talked to her? Have you lovingly confronted her and, and told her, you know, this is what, when you when you criticize me, when you are overcorrective, over-controlling, um, this is what it feels like, and I want to have a relationship with you. Uh, but, but you know, have you have you told her the truth? No. Okay. Thank you for being honest, because I think God stretches us as hard as it is when we lovingly confront someone. Then, then we have options. Um, listen, uh, you know, Susan, you have an option to to never go there again. But I think that. God could be um, asking you to lovingly tell that person the truth and then um, see where the conversation uh, goes. It, it it may be that it really does open up. Um, oh, I didn't know I was doing that. Or um, I want a relationship with you too. Uh, or it could simply be that you are 125% correct and nothing will ever change. And therefore, um, you know, it'd be a great idea for you to volunteer at, at the gospel mission. Yes. That, but, but I'm challenging you. But I'm challenging you, Susan. Me? Yep, to, to have that conversation. Okay, I will. I will do that with her and, and do it. Do it in a lovely. <laughs> try to do it in a lovingly way. Um, and yes, you're right. I do not like conflict. I'll do anything to avoid it. Even be the underdog. <laughs> Bill understands. He understands. Yes, but thank you for considering that. Bless you for mm-hmm. you know having courage to even con- uh, to really pray about that and to possibly okay. take the next steps. Uh, bless you for that. Oh, and bless you for, for K- KTIS. I don't know what i do without it. And also you too. I've heard you on Bill's program before, and you give some very, very excellent advice. And God bless you, and, and have a wonderful holiday. Oh, Happy thank you, Susan. So lovely, isn't it? Very nice. Yeah. Well, it sounds, uh, Marcus, that we get a uh, a very emotion-filled response to this idea that families aren't perfect. And if we have a family that's maybe disappointed us or we have to approach a family member 
because there's problems and there's conflict, it can be kind of messy and you kind of are wishing it was just the middle of July and things were calm. (laughs) I, I, I think we all understand most of us who, who really does appreciate or enjoy conflict. Most of us would say, no, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take a rain check on that, but I, I, I'm 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 a strong believer that God can do some wonderful things, especially when we enter it. Listen, if we enter it thinking, uh, you know, I, I lay this down before you, Lord. I I have given our my family, uh, my imperfect family, my unhealthy family over to you, but I will, in a loving way, say to that family member who crosses the line with me, who is sinful against me. Uh, we don't often use that word, who is sinful against me, who is who is hurtful. I will in a loving way because I've laid it down and I don't have all these expectations. And so I will um, ask you, Lord, to do a work. And whatever work that is, we don't know the fullness of that work, but it's possible that mm-hmm. God could do a work in that relationship. Very bold, courageous uh, listeners that called in today oh. and wrote questions, and it sounded like their response, Marcus, was you inspired them to go and and make an effort to reconcile or to be uh, speak their truth. And you were so gentle and loving about it. This is so encouraging to watch this response from listeners. So thank you for coming on the show once again. Uh, Bill, it's honor. And it is uh, good to know it's not us going... Before, it's the Holy Spirit doing it with us. Yeah, Dr. Marcus Bachman has been my guest. He's the president of Counseling Care. That's counselingcare.us. Thanks for listening today, and thanks for all your great questions. Have a great night. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.